Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us a Good Story. Today, we get to talk with the new head coach of the North Carolina Tar Heels field hockey team, Coach Aaron Matson. Let me give you some context about Aaron because what she has accomplished in the sports world is absolutely amazing. I was actually not aware of Erin until I read an article about her in Sports Illustrated a few months ago when she was first hired to be the next head coach at Carolina. Now, here's what's crazy. Erin just graduated college and is only 23 years old. Her nickname is the Michael Jordan of college field hockey after she won multiple national championships at the top college program in the country. So this situation is like in college football if Nick Saban retired and then Alabama decided to make the next head coach their All-American quarterback. I mean, that just does not happen. So we had so many questions to get to with Aaron and a huge thanks to the North Carolina Athletic Department for approving this interview request. Can't wait for you to hear this incredible conversation with Coach Aaron Matson. I'm Kevin. And I'm Stephanie. And during our marriage, we have dealt with an electrocution, a brain tumor, brain surgery. Then doctors telling us that children were not in our future followed by miscarriage, and then Kevin's cancer diagnosis. However, today, we live a life completely healed and restored with three healthy children who doctors said were not possible. And we're here to tell stories that inspire, give hope, and brighten your day. Welcome to Tell Us a Good Story. This episode is being presented to you by Luby Companies, a custom home builder here in Central Ohio. Let them be your builder for life. They're freaking awesome. Stuff. She is huge. <laughs> like, this is a big deal, Kevin. This is exciting. We've been looking forward to having this next conversation. This I'm is gonna be super great. excited. Well, friends, our next guest recently completed her legendary career as a player in women's field hockey. She is a four-time NCAA national champion and one of the best athletes, male or female, to ever play for the North Carolina Tar Heels. And she is also the brand new head coach of the Carolina women's field hockey team. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Tell Us a Good Story, Coach Erin Matson. Erin! I'm so excited. Hello, hello. No, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much. I know we're going to have an amazing talk conversation right now and hopefully lots of good stories for you. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for saying yes to us and thank you to the North Carolina Athletic Department as well. Do you realize you got to talk to the North Carolina Tar Heel Department? I did like, and they vetted <laughs> us and they approved us having this conversation. I so that was that. that was huge. Yes. So first off, you have been labeled as the Michael Jordan of college field hockey. And this is where I came across your information, right? You're in Sports Illustrated and they labeled you as the Michael Jordan of college field hockey. So playing at UNC, have you actually met Michael Jordan? I have not. You're not the first people to ask me that. And like, I'm like, MJ, hello. I need to, <laughs> I need to but no, like joke society. Uh, obviously, he has much more important things going on than, than us. But I have not met him. Maybe someday. We will see. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I guarantee it's going to happen. Yes. Okay. I have a question for you. In November of this past year, you won the NCAA tournament. Then you graduated in December, and then January, you became the head coach yes. for this team. So can you tell us a story about how that whole thing happened of you becoming the coach? Yeah, definitely a lot going on in a short amount of time. The The main priority was winning a national championship. All of that was at the front of everyone's mind, including mine. No one had any idea you know, this would happen. I didn't think, you know, for, for a long time that I would ever be in this situation. And then 
we won it and coach Shelton announced her retirement and everything. And it was kind of the shift of like, Oh, like this, you know, this would be cool. I like enjoy coaching. We'll see until like, wait, no, like this would be really cool. Like I want to do this. And like, my heart is telling me like, go in this direction. So it all happened very quickly, but yeah, I mean, we won and couple days after, you know, before we all headed off for winter break, I sat down different groups of the team and was like, I'm applying. And, you know, I had their support right from the start, um, which is huge. And I'm so grateful for them. And I'm sure we'll get there and talk about that. But it was very much like a boom, boom, boom scenario. And we went through the whole interview process. It was um, a national search. You mentioned like a broad thank you to the athletic department, but like from me personally, yes, thank you. You know, (laughs) it was a serious, you know, process and interviews and talking to this person and that. And, um, you know, we eventually got there and, and now here we are and I feel like I'm living the dream. Okay. Let's go back. So you won the national championship. Your coach now tells you, Hey guys, I'm retiring. Did she come to you and say, Aaron, would you ever think about being a coach? Or were you just like mentally thinking like, maybe I could be the head coach of this team. Like how did that all transpire? Yeah, I would be lying if I sat here and told you that we won. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this might be a cool thing. Like, I think that would be a red flag anyway, you know, (laughs) Um, like it was, it's definitely, you know, it's been in my mind for longer than just, yes, this past December. Right. But I think that was partially my responsibility, one, as a student athlete, but two, as a captain on the team, if I just take it day by day and do what I'm supposed to do, take care of my job, simplify my life everything will fall into place, right? Same thing. If I can just score the next goal, that's great. And then, you know, the accolades will come after that, but it's the same mindset of I'm not even thinking about that because if I just take care of my business in that given moment, everything else will fall. And it was kind of just, we're just going to go out there and win and go out on a high and then see what's next. So they did a national search and the AD calls you up, has you come into the offices to share the information. How nervous were you going <laughs> over to the complex and like, oh my gosh, this could be it, right? Yeah. Well, tell us that story. Sure. And not even related to this, but this is why I love podcasts because it, it is telling story. And that's why I think you guys, it's amazing. It's a perfect name, everything. Because it one, like I love storytelling and I'm sure that's why you guys are here too, but I get to relive these moments. It's so fun. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, so basically it was a national search first round, or at least when the application was open, typical cover letter, resume, list of references and and all of that. Then I get the phone call. Okay, you've made it to the next round, which is an interview on Zoom with the hiring committee. So I was up during winter break visiting my boyfriend. He lives in Connecticut. So went to his mom's office. You know, my parents were, you know, on the phone with me every day. We were preparing. I had my plans and this and that and everything made it through that round. And they were like, come back down to Chapel Hill. I was like, sure. Great. Another excuse like to come back always Um, had a day full of interviews with, you know, the hiring committee, the executive team um, here at Carolina, a panel of head coaches. So that was a long day. And then the day after that or two, my boyfriend was in town. My mom was on her way down. We were staying at the Rizzo center here in Chapel Hill. And it got to be like 9.30 at night. So my boyfriend, Ben, and I were literally like ready to watch a movie. 
we were in like the robes, you know, that you get at hotels, like totally like chill mode, like not expecting, like it's 930, I guess I won't hear for another 24 hours, right? Like not in the mindset to get a text from Bubba Cunningham and my phone pings and it's like, hey, please come in at 9am tomorrow or something. And I'm like, is this a good text? Is this a bad text? Like, yes. what does this mean? Am I the first one? Does that mean I'm a yes? Does that mean I'm a no? Like, what? Like, like, re, like figuring out all of the different scenarios it could have been. Um, and then, of course, like, you can't go to bed because you're just so anxious. So get up in the morning, get ready. He drops me off. And he was going to go take the car and, like, run errands or something. But he was too nervous, too, while I was in there. So I came out and I was like, hey, I'm finished. Like, whatever, waiting for him to tell him the news. And he was still parked there. Like, oh, I think he sensed it because I like obviously after Bubba presented me with everything, I texted him and it wasn't like a one word text. Like I could, I guess I seemed excited. So I'm walking out of the building and you just see him in the parking, like get out of the car and go. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just knew. But um, but yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was a great conversation with Bubba in there. And yeah, I mean, there's nothing that I'll ever replicate, you know, him like sliding the paper being like, I'm offering you this position and then hearing those words and feeling that. Were you like, let me think about it. Let me, let me sleep on it for a night and get back with you. Like, let me look at the offer first. Right? Yeah, like, no, I, was, <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> so then at what point do you call your parents? Because walking out of the building... I would be doing a happy dance right across yeah. the parking lot. But at what point do you call your parents? And what was that moment like, Aaron? Yeah, uh, it was right when I got in the car, you know, we put them on speaker and it was emotional. It was like the typical happy tears, right? Like, I mean, I love Carolina and like, I feel like I am a part of it, you know, and that's what's what's special around here. That's when, you know, like your time throughout here, it just grows and you just feel that feeling. And there's no doubt my parents have the same feeling and love and admiration for this place, the people here, you know, this program. So I think them hearing it obviously was just like a proud moment for them. And it was great for all of us to share that. And then we called Coach Shelton and and all of the people who, you know, I had my list of like all the people who helped me and, you know, were sounding boards and, and supported me throughout my time here and stuff and, and letting them know the news. It was really exciting. And I'm still trying, like, I'm not kidding you. I'm still trying to catch up on texts from people. Oh, I bet. And it's like one of those, like, it's a good problem to have, but um, I'm very fortunate for my support system and everything. So yeah, I mean, it's special to be able to share it with everyone. All right, Steph, I'm going to test you again here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, Obviously, it's the Bible, Kevin. (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. Very good. This time, you didn't say the book we wrote called You Met Her Where. But it's still a really good book. That is true. And it would make a great gift for friends or relatives on their birthday or for Christmas. Friends, you can order your copy of our book titled You Met Her Where at KevinAndSteph.com. And we will make sure to personally sign a copy for you or whoever you want. And as always, thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. What was your first practice like as a coach instead of a player? Yes. That's a good one, actually. I haven't been asked that. I mean, and it kind of piggybacks off of like what I first said to the team when I was introduced and and met them. It's different, right? And it's unique, but it's not weird. They are 
a bunch of blessings. And one day I'll be able to look them in the eyes and I'll tell them that when I'm not telling them, you know, to like get on the line and like pick it up (laughs) and stuff. But it was pretty amazing. And it's also weird because it's hard to separate it, if that makes sense, because it's such a familiar space, Mm -hmm. but it's still yet so different and fascinating and fun to figure out. But like, they know who I am. They know what I expect. They know I was a vocal leader on the team, even with a player jersey on. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily anything too foreign, but it was more just like, okay, we'll we'll figure this out. And this is amazing and exciting, but like, I need to go run over here now instead of going and getting water, like stuff like that. I guarantee you handled it better than I would because (laughs) I would literally show up to practice and be like, ladies, some things are about to change around here, (laughs) right? I know we're friends. I know some of you have been my roommates, but some things are about to change. Address me as coach, please, at all times. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yes. So so any awkward moments at all, like even addressing you as coach or anything like that, Erin, in this first practice? Honestly, no. And that's what is hard to explain because it's such an interesting dynamic where we are so comfortable with each other, but we are so respectful of each other. There is like no awkwardness. I, it's it's really remarkable. And I hope one day, you know, I'll be able to reflect on it and like explain it better. But I mean, even the like awkward conversation of like, hey, do we refer to you as Aaron or coach? Like, the girl who said it said it with a smile. We all laughed. And I was like, guys, me coming in asking for you to call me coach would make it even weirder. Call me Aaron. We can worry about that in a couple years when my yeah roommates aren't on the team, you know? And mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. It's just so natural. And like, I'll go in the locker room and hang out on our couches with them. And we'll check in with each other about like, how do you guys feel? What's going on? How are exams? But it's not weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So your first practice... How hard was it for you to be coach and not athlete? Not be playing? Yes. Well, I haven't really hit the mark yet because I know it'll come and it's it's fine, but I still get enough of a taste of like playing and I'm still, I mean, the field's right there. So when I need a brain break or when I, you know, want to just go out with the girls or something, it's right there. I can mm-hmm. walk out of my office. So I still get a taste of it. But like, I'm sure one day I'll come where I'm like, I finally hit the mark of like, wow, I really miss it. And I'm lucky where I don't need to like leave the sport, leave Carolina. Like this mm-hmm. is it's heaven. Yeah. Okay. So have you gone on any recruiting trips yet? <laughs> I Do you have any good recruiting stories from just Ooh. the past few months that you've been on there? Because we've talked to Jim Trestle and Coach Greg Schiano, who's head football coach at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. They had some good recruiting stories. Now, granted... They had more than three months on the job as well. (laughs) So do you have any good stories yet of recruiting trips? Well, I don't know. You can tell me if they're good stories, but it's funny seeing how much the younger generation and like the recruits we're recruiting right now love fashion and like how that like plays a part with like Jordan's eyewear and like Lulu or Nike. Like it's so funny because you just see them staring. And then I like wear like a national championship sweatshirt and they're like, Hey, I like your sweatshirt. And I'm like, hi, I actually can't talk to you due to NCAA rules. Bye. (laughs) You know, like it's on repeat. So I guess the downside of it is that I have such a great connection with that younger generation just through social media and, you know, me being a player for so long and Carolina having so much success where it's, 
it's part of the reason I, I love what I've done for five years and what I do now when girls want like, hey, can we take photos? Hey, do you mind signing this? And I literally have to recite. Unfortunately, I can't talk to you due to NCAA regulations. Really? You can't even say hi to you can't, you can't like, give an autograph. You can't give an autograph. No, I can't. I can't. What? I can't even the craziest thing is, and it's so unique, but I can't talk to other current student athletes on other teams, right? Like hockey teams, which is different for me because my entire age group, all of my friends, I have friends from club who play for Syracuse BC. So they're texting me congrats when I get the job where they text me, Hey, what's going on? I can't respond. I can't talk to them because it's tampering. Like I, I could get, you know, in trouble for that. So it's just, it's really so interesting figuring out all the rules. Um, and it's like, yeah, like, Hey, I can like talk to you when you graduate, but I can't say that to them. Like, right. so it's, it's so different. Um, and that plays a role in the recruiting realm, right? Cause I have to be so careful and Carolina has a target on our backs because we've been successful. So everyone's watching everyone, oh. has you know, I gotta be careful, but it's also, again, it's all part of the puzzle. Yes. Um, the only other funny story I thought of is like, I had my, I drove my first rental car. Okay. So that was a huge thing when I got the job and you have like all the haters on Twitter, you know, you're always going to have them. They're just saying you're not old enough to drive exactly. a rental car. Okay. I get like tweets and Instagram comments. She's not even old enough to rent a car. And it's like <laughs> with our state policy with UNC, I could rent a car when I'm 18. So I am old enough. Um, so I literally like did my little enterprise thing, got the keys, drove my car. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like it wasn't, again, a foreign experience that I wouldn't have, you know, had to experience if it wasn't for a recruiting trip. So it's just so funny. She's feeling like an adult. Yeah. But Aaron, I, I thought it was very funny when you said the younger generation. Because I, when I was researching you, I didn't cringe, but I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how young you are. I know. <laughs> because this is episode 172. Steph, she's the youngest person we've ever talked to. Aww. Are you ready for this? Her birthday. She just had a birthday last month. Mm-hmm. It's March 2000. Oh, <laughs> her high school class was 2018 stuff. <laughs> so, and then another record, Aaron. You're the youngest person on Tell Us a Good Story. Yes, Aaron. congratulations. <laughs> so, oh, no. but I was looking at this like, oh my gosh, we, we're old enough to be her dad or That's her parents. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Aaron, for all of our guests, I like to give a list of fun facts to let Mm -hmm. people know what they've done, what they've accomplished. And Steph is not aware of these, okay? So I've got a list of fun facts about you, and you're going to see Steph's genuine reaction here. Okay. First off, Aaron, have you read your bio lately? Because when I'm reading this, it actually sounds like it's made up. Okay. Because of how how next level this is. North Carolina bio? Just wait. Okay. Just wait. Okay. Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, Aaron, okay? Okay, I will. All right, Steph, first fun fact. Erin started playing field hockey at the age of six. She developed so fast that she made the U.S. Women's National Indoor Team at age 13. What? (laughs) She was playing with women who were as old as 30, and she was 13. Wait, is that true? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Erin, what was it like? You're in seventh grade. You have teammates who are probably talking about having children, right? So... What was it like playing on that type of team at that age? And how do they treat you? Yeah, I mean, field hockey wise, right? I think that's part of the reason why I was able to play at the level I played at because I was surrounded by 
fully developed women who were faster, stronger, you know, their minds were sharper. So I naturally had to adapt. I had to step it up and play with them and and play at a higher speed. So I think that helped me, of course. And then off of the field, I had to learn how to fuel myself right. I had to learn how to be on time to things. I had to learn how to manage traveling and submitting my science paper. You know, like I just, I had to learn those things. But yes, very different when, you know, you're sitting at the table in Argentina and this one's talking about their wedding plans and I'm, you know, doing my multiplication tables and algebra. <laughs> like, you know, it is, it's different. But at the same time, like, you just adapt and you do it. And as long as you're playing well, no one cares. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, so then keep going on. At age 16, Erin became the youngest player ever to join the U.S. national team. During her international career, she made four appearances on the national team and five appearances in the Pan Am Games. So she was the top scorer in 2022 at the Pan Am Cup. What? So <laughs> Were you homeschooled? No, I wasn't. <laughs> Um, so I went, I was, I was a public school girl, lots of obviously communicating with the vice principal, the principal, my counselor, um, all of that, my professors. And I still like, when I go home, I walk through the halls and say hi to everyone. Cause they were also supportive, but obviously lots of car rides doing homework. I luckily like don't get car sick. So I could be the one, you know, reading the textbook and not getting like motion sickness or anything. But yeah, I mean, that taught me time management and how to stay organized and everything. Cause my parents did a lot of driving for me and I would be the one in the passenger seat, you know, doing work and just made sure to get my assignments in on time and all the jazz of that. So would you miss a lot of school? Have to. Yeah. So I yeah. had to go and get like approved on like the day because I missed too many, like so many days. Yeah. Uh, but as long as I got my work done, I stayed in touch. You know, I, I did everything. I graduated with a 4.0. I graduated a semester early. So like it wow. was a lot of effort, right? But bought into it. It's what I wanted to do. So if you like what you hear, please tell someone about us. As soon as this episode is over, go tell your spouse, your closest friend, a parent, a coworker, or share one of our posts on social media. However, if you don't like what you're hearing, please do not. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anybody. Just disregard this message. Don't worry about it. Forget about us. Yep. Go on with your merry day. And to get more information about us or our entire catalog of episodes, be sure to check us out at kevinandsteph.com. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story. All right, Steph, next fun fact. Are you ready for this? During her time as a Tar Heel, Erin played on four national championship teams and five ACC championship teams. Okay, so with the COVID year, Erin was able to play five seasons and won four national championships. So... During those four national championship seasons, how many games do you think Aaron's team lost? None. You're close. <laughs> I mean, I was I was thinking high. I like that answer. Right? <laughs> one. Wow. One in those four seasons, her team went eighty six and one. What? <laughs> well, who was who was the one lost to Aaron? I'm guaranteeing you probably don't. Don't make me relive it. <laughs> Step. It was the second game of the season, and then they rattled off eighteen in a row to win the national title. And then finished 99 and 8 in her career there at North Carolina. That's unbelievable. Okay, so where are your rings at then? <laughs> Do you ever wear them? So, well, so it's funny you say that. So we have a, a good amount of rings, which we like. But there's like normally we do the smaller one, the ACC, which is more like 
every day. It's not, this is my class ring, but um, it's like this size, you know, it looks like a piece of jewelry. And then the natty one, of course, is like the big diamond yes. shiny in your face. Um, they're at home right now. Cause I obviously moved back down here and figured, you know, I don't need them for the time being, they can stay safe. Um, definitely will be shown off in the, in the office, but our seniors, depending on the year you win and everything, we allow them to design them and everything. So it's been cool seeing, you know, the groups of seniors over the years and how the rings look so different. Um, and then of course, last year we were the ones designing them and everything together. So we're delivering them in preseason this upcoming August. So that the girls don't have them yet, but they'll be beautiful. And then it's funny because it sounds so spoiled, but it's really cool to be able to design them, but it also got hard because we won so often and you want all of them to be different, right? Oh. So, I, I mean, we joke around here, like we are spoiled and we spoil the girls, but we deserve it. So um, <laughs> they they deserve it more than anything. So, um, but I'll have to show that to you. Yes. <laughs> Such a tough problem, I'm sure. I'm, I feel I know. bad I have, I have oh, so much jewelry. shoot. It's I hard to, to be creative enough <laughs> to be able to distinguish them. <laughs> Steph, if I were Aaron, though, I'd be wearing those things all the time. I'd have my wedding. I mean, you'd I'd be have like my this. wedding band on, and then four national championship rings on my hand at all times. <laughs> I don't think I would take them off. All right, Steph. Next fun fact: Aaron was a three-time recipient of the Honda Sport Award for field hockey, becoming just the second player ever to do that. So, what is the Honda Sport Award? Basically, she won the Heisman Trophy three times. Oh my god! Really? In field hockey, that's essentially what happened here. I told you these. This buy was ridiculous. <laughs> like it sounds like it's made up. Uh huh. It is that good. So she basically won the Heisman Trophy three times. It's only happened one other time, which was with her prior coach at UNC, Coach Karen Shelton. They're the only individuals to win that trophy three times. That's incredible. So is it true that your coach at UNC, she was planning to retire in 2018? And then changed her mind after you committed to play for the Tar Heels. Is that true? She completely changed her retirement plans. I don't know if that's true. I've never asked her. We knew kind of it was a possibility every year because like she's been around for so long. She did so much. She deserves, you know, to kick her feet up and do what she wants. Like she she could have. She earned every right to do that. Um, but I think it, you know, she wanted, she's like me, we're very similar when it comes to it. And I think she's competitive and she's never satisfied. So she, you know, didn't want to leave. We were doing so well. Um, and she had trust in us to continue that. So I don't know if she necessarily changed her retirement plans, but I'm very happy she stuck around. (laughs) Well, I did read that in the North Carolina newspaper. <laughs> so it has to be true. Stuff. Hey, I want to know, with you having so many accomplishments, did you ever go to like to the ESPY Awards? <laughs> no. no. I'm surprised no. she hasn't. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully field hockey one day gets up there. We're trying to grow the sport, right? And, and we'll see. Maybe someday. I don't know if I'm at that level. <laughs> All right. Let me keep bragging on Erin here. She finished her playing career as the all-time scoring leader in ACC history and NCAA tournament play. All right. In 2021, she was named by the ACC network as one of the top 10 female athletes in history. That for the does ACC. not surprise yep. me. And the only student athlete to ever, in any sport, to earn ACC Player of the Year award five times. In any sport. Wow. So, Aaron, I just want to volunteer my services. If you need help, 
on writing any of your Hall of Fame induction speeches. <laughs> no. I will gladly assist you in that. But do you have a favorite memory then off the field at North Carolina? Do you have any good stories, whether it's something in the locker room, some experience traveling with the team? Ooh, that's another good question that I've never been asked before. I would say off the field. I mean, it's hard to pick the ones around Chapel Hill because we really are so close. And it's been remarkable for five years, right? But like, even just, you know, going to Chick-fil-A on Wednesdays when there's the student discount or, you know, sitting on the roof when you're done with spring and just enjoying, you know, staying up late with your your teammates and your friends. Like it's all of those things are just amazing to look back on. And it's funny now because I'm the one in the stands, you know, looking out and seeing freshmen and sophomores enjoying the field at night, playing spike ball out there. And I'm like, And it makes me think back to all of those memories and the fun times we had that just make college what it is, right? So um, the two trips we chartered after we won at Louisville, we chartered back to Chapel Hill. um, And we're very fortunate for that. And then this past year, we did as well. And I mean, there's nothing like the celebrations after a natty and how excited everyone is. And we take so much pride in our alumni network and our families and our parent group and having them there to celebrate with. And then, you know, something that, you know, we are so grateful for the university and the donors for providing an experience like that for us, because flying home with the natty trophy in the seat next to you singing <laughs> you know, the song blaring on the speaker with your hat and your shirt on when it's literally just the group of people that you just want to be with in that moment there's nothing like it and i don't know which natty like ranks highest or anything and they're all different and special but the you know moments when the clock winds down and you go and just hug the first person you see it's just it gives me chills thinking about I thought you were going to say tailgating at a football game or at a Carolina Duke basketball yeah. or rivalry I, I, game I, I, or something I, like that. Yeah. So obviously the Duke Carolina basketball rivalry is insane. Obviously being a student, you live for the, you know, Duke day. There's, you know, it's special around here. You rush Franklin, you're decked out in basically an entire Carolina blue outfit, you know, and regardless of which team's better, who's this, you know, you're getting the best game out of both of them because there is that like, I don't want to say hatred, but like, you know, that feeling and mentality behind it. Intensity. Um, Exactly. Yes. Which is, it's, it's just so fun to be a part of on days like that. You realize like, okay, yeah, there are five guys out on the court, but 500,000, whatever people, you know, coming together and cheering you on and like just living in that rivalry. Kevin, did you know the two things I love to do is eat and support small businesses? That is correct. And Snacks with a Twist checks both boxes. From specialty pretzels to sweet treats like peanut butter bark and our kids' favorite Buckeye Marshmallow Pops, this store is a one-stop shop for snacks, treats, and gifts. You guys will not be disappointed with anything you purchase, and they will ship it to your doorstep. They are a proud sponsor of Tell Us a Good Story. So... I'm sure you have so many North Carolina clothes, right? Like you have so many. Probably your whole 
World War Wardrobe. Wardrobe, yes. yes. So when they gave you the coaching position, did they then give you a closet full of coaching <laughs> gear? How did that work? Air Jordan shoes to go with yes. it? <laughs> no, I, I'm sure they probably imagined that I had enough, which I do. But obviously Nike's amazing, right? Like as being a coach, we we get you know a certain number of credit I guess we can use because Nike treats us so well as a university and we want to represent them and be loyal to them and they make nice clothes right um and like you said like how many different variations can you put an interlocking NC on a shirt but like somehow you need more of them and like I mean that's what's fun too like I really do enjoy the looking good part of it and definitely went on a shopping spree and it's fun like to have like my little Carolina blue section of my closet. And it's literally the only stuff I wear every day now, but the team loves it. I love it. I go over to student stores, you know, like no one, it's funny because not a lot of athletes or anyone normally like has to go and shop for stuff because we're again, like the university does such a good job and Nike does such a good job of providing for us. So I go over and I show up to practice in this new sweatshirt and they're like, where'd you get that? I'm like, guys, student stores. Like it's, the, <laughs> it's the hack. Like, go. Um, but but it's, it's a really fun part of it. And obviously the university takes pride in how well we look and, and we have beautiful colors, you know, yes. Chapel Hill, easy to brand and market yes. and everything. So it's all part of it. Mm-hmm. All right. So final fun fact. All right. 17 days after winning their national championship, Aaron's former coach, Coach Karen Shelton, announced her retirement. She left as the winningest coach in the history of the sport, mm-hmm. including 10 national championships. So Aaron here obviously has some big shoes to fill. Uh-huh. But what is next? You just finished spring practice. What is next for you from a coaching perspective and even playing, right? Is, is your playing career done? What's, what's next for you, Aaron? Well, yeah, for me, I the door is not closed. It's not open. You know, it's kind of like that where there's still that possibility, but I am very much a person that I want to put all of my energy here and the team, the program, the university deserves that. So I need to dedicate my time, my attention um, to Carolina. And I, and I genuinely want to do that, but you know, it's not necessarily like a hard decision needs to be made right now I still work out. I still stay in shape. The girls are like, Aaron, like, how are you? Like I ran with them the other day. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, guys, I still work out. What do you mean? Like, I, I just wake up earlier and do it, but like, um, the door is definitely not closed when it comes to the program, the more exciting part of it. Um, obviously recruiting will be fun this summer. The only recruiting trips we talked about earlier were indoor. So you see a player, but it's a totally different game. So this summer will be great to get some true outdoor competition and and see players in the environment they're going to be like in college. So that'll be fun. But I mean, what motivates me at the end of the day has always been, and will always be winning um, and being the best head coach I can be. So obviously winning is at the forefront of my mind it's everything. Recruiting and winning is everything. It generate it just, it's at the core. So that's kind of the stage we're at right now. But obviously, you know, if we're not hoisting that trophy in the air at the end of the fall, we did something wrong. And that's just the nature of it and the standards that we hold here. So definitely staying motivated with that and, and not ever settling because four out of five, you know, is, is good, but we'll try to keep it going. Well, listeners, for more information about Coach Matson, you can follow her on Instagram at Aaron underscore Matson and Twitter at Aaron Matson N. Also, her website is Aaron Matson One 
com, and we'll put all of these links in our show notes. You can just click right on it and get her contact information. Well, Aaron, fantastic. Oh, we're so happy for you. I'll tell you what, you. we are Carolina field hockey fans now. Oh, we That's ab- for sure. We need, yeah. we need gear. We do need to get some gear. We need to get some gear. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, good luck to you. Yes. As we're you train, so excited for getting you. more jewelry and start your coaching career here. That's fantastic. But thank you so much for saying yes to us. You're amazing. Thank you. No, I I really appreciate it. This was great. You guys are great. So easy to talk to. And I love telling stories. So thanks, Aaron. Waiting if you ever can make it to a game. I'd love to meet you in person. But this was amazing. And hopefully maybe down the road when things go well, I'll be back on and and talk again. But but I really appreciate it. So Uh, we would love that. Friends, we want to encourage you to please follow us wherever you listen to this, whether it's on the Apple Podcast app, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or one of the other platforms. You guys, it's completely free. And while you're there, feel free to give us a rating or a nice review. Thank you for listening to Tell Us a Good Story.